you are totally awesome. Welcome to You're Totally Awesome, a podcast devoted to catching up with some of the amazing people around us and finding out what they've been up to lately. My name's Aaron, and today we're joined by a uh, computer science whiz and iPhone app developer, Stephen Paletto. Stephen, thank Thanks. you for joining us. No, thank you for having me. Absolutely. It wouldn't be complete without you. <laughs> um, I've been bugging Stephen to be on the podcast because um, he's a, he's been developing this new iPhone app, and finally, it's it's... Out, oh, it's not out in the public yet, right? No, we're, we're about two weeks away from shipping to the App Store. Okay. And then well, we'll do a big public unveil. Right, unveil. And, and it's, called, uh, it's called Square Quotes. It's called right? Square Quotes. That's right. Well, we can, we can talk about it now, we right? can, Yeah, we can we talk, can talk about, about it. Yeah. Um, so do you want to tell us a little bit about Square Quotes? Sure. So, so quotes are very important to me. Um, you know, over the course of my four years at Brown, I've collected very important, inspirational things that people have said to me right. that have shaped the way that I think about the world. Um, one, for instance, I was in San Francisco this past summer. I had an internship there doing software engineering. And uh, one of my friends, Nora Orton, was also out in San Francisco, like in the Bay Area, because she's from Oakland. And we were drinking one night, we were chatting, and I was talking about how sad I was that the summer was ending, because I had a really good summer last right. summer. And as much as I wanted to come back to Brown, I was sad to be leaving, leaving the summer behind right. and leaving awesome housemates behind. And so we were, you know, kind of talking about that, how hard it is to let go of something that's so great in the present and move on. And uh, she gave me this quote that is, uh, every so often I say to myself, this is a Kurt Vonnegut quote, every so often I just say to myself, uh, if this isn't nice, then I don't know what is. And it reminds me to reimmerse myself in the present and appreciate what I have. That's a beautiful quote. Right in front of me. Right. Uh, so when I'm feeling sad or anxious or distressed, yeah. just take a deep breath, look at the world around me and say, this isn't nice, I don't know what it is. Exactly. Um, and so that's something that, that's just one of a handful of things that have really stuck with me. Sure. And in addition to like inspirational quotes, both from friends and yeah. from famous, from, you know, inspirational Kurt figures, like, Kurt Vonnegut, Steve Jobs, you know, the number of people... Right. Your friends also just say stupid, silly That's things. That's what I was going to go for. Yeah. So, you, know. you can totally publicly slander them. Absolutely. Which is totally fun. Yeah, absolutely. So we've been building uh, an iPhone app. It's also going to be on Android, and there's going to be a web site and, and web application to submit your quotes as well, where you jot down the quote, and you say the person who said it. So, you know, Steve Jobs, real artist, shit. Yeah. Something like that. And the quote text is superimposed on top of an image. Okay. So... Uh, we have a bunch of like template images, kind of pretty, you know, okay. blurry field, fortune cookie kind of thing, post-it note. Um, and you can also maybe grab Facebook photos of the person that you're quoting. Okay, and put them in there. And put them in there. So you, you, you position the text on top, and okay. you submit it, and it's a, a, basically a little social network of quotes where you can see all of the quotes that you've collected. Right. And uh, if you're quoted, for instance, let's say you jot down something funny that I've said, yes. I'll get a push notification, also get a notification on Facebook, okay. and I'll see, oh, Aaron has quoted me. And can you accept and decline or not? Uh, it's it's public. Okay, you, you can you can flag it. You can say I didn't say that. Yeah. Um. And and we'll remove right. quotes that are right. misattributed. But for the most part, it's for the most there. part now now it's public, and so we can get a little quoting more. Yeah. Than, you know, back and forth. That would, it would be a quote. You quoted me about something stupid, and now I'm I'm going to keep my ears Only profound things come out of this mouth. Yeah, okay, of that's, of that's so that's such a lot. <laughs> such a lot. So now I'm going to I'm going to listen very right. intently to what you say and, and get back at you. That's great. Yeah. That's great. So that was your latest project. And That's my latest project. You've yeah. been you developed the iPhone app. You you specifically for that. That's right. So it's a it's a team of 
uh, four bronze students, okay. and then we have a graphic designer. Okay. And we've been working on it all semester, did it as an independent study, right. and it's been a lot of fun. I mean, okay. I, I think the, the learning experience for me has been so incredible by creating a real product. Right. Uh, you can learn a lot of stuff in a, in a theoretical class on software engineering, or you can actually go out and try to build something and realize the real-life challenges and failures and things that you have to deal with, dealing with legal troubles, dealing with you know, all these other privacy policies. And, yeah, things that you, you know, when you think, oh, I'll make this app happen, that you, you don't confront until right. you're actually out in the field building. But you built other, other things prior to this, right? I have most, a lot of the projects that I've built have been kind of toys for myself. Right. But extremely useful toys that the world can use. Uh, maybe, maybe. Some, some of them. Totally, uh, you know... <laughs> You should check out some of his other apps. We'll post them online. Like Biller, for example. The Biller is... I mean, I think Biller is really the first... Aside from my work that I did for, for Apple, is, is really my first uh, let's ship it to the world, let's right. give it to real customers. Biller let's actually lets you... You know, you want to explain it real quick? Sure, so Biller is another iPhone app, and it's... Uh, you know, we've often had this problem where you go out to dinner with a group of people, and the check comes. Right. And everyone kind of, hey, who's going to take care of this? You know, I don't know. Yeah, right. Someone's got to do the math and figure this out. And someone always gets shortchanged, right? Like, it comes up and it's like, oh, we're $5 short. I'll find a hit, whatever. Or or worse yet, someone's like, you know, I'll pay on my card. You guys all pay me back. And you never collect the money. So uh, we, we took a look at, like, what was available on the App Store. And there just aren't very good check-splitting, right. tip-calculating apps. Yeah. So I decided to build one. And um, enlisted the help of Ivy Who, who's a graphic designer at RISD, made it look really pretty. And then uh, brought on Nick Shulman, who's a sophomore, and he kind of did press and marketing for it. it. So, which was actually, which was really big because uh, I probably would have just released it to the App Store and just seen like, like, hey, friends, use this. But you know, he reached out to bloggers, and we actually got some coverage. Yeah, which was really cool because it it led to a significant number of downloads, which is awesome. People in the real world outside of College Hill are actually using this app, and that's that's cool to see something that you've made. I mean, even something as trivial as a a bill splitting app, like like real people are using it, and that's that's cool. And that's potentially what will happen with score quotes. Hopefully, Hopefully. yeah. Yeah. That's not a short changer either. So Stephen worked at at. at Apple the last two summers as interns, and now he's going over to Dropbox. Um, yeah. And they're lucky to have him, obviously. And uh, can you just tell us kind of what, what the environment was like working at Apple a little bit? I mean, that's where you really got your skills to be an, an iPhone developer. Uh, sure, yeah. Developer, right? I have to be careful about what I say. Sure, <laughs> that's fine. But uh, Apple's really great because yeah. the, the people there are very quality-driven. You know, they really, really care about the quality well, of the product. Well, you can tell that the yeah. that we have. I mean, I'm, I'm a Mac user, even though I use an Android phone. I have a, a MacBook, uh, MacBook computer, and you always have your iPhone, and it's, you know, top-notch. Yeah, so. yeah. And the, so the people there are just very, very passionate about what they do. And I feel like it was a great learning environment because um, I had written, you know, I, I started programming in college, so I've only been doing this for a couple of years. That in itself is incredible, too. You can take it off. He's literally one of our best coders probably on campus. And I, it asked, you know, that's come from many sources, by the way. It's come from many sources. I think uh, people who have very little experience with programming or no experience with programming assume it's this, like, insurmountable amount. Right. You know, coding. It's co- you're reading code. It sounds like it's, it yeah. sounds yeah. very challenging. It sounds impossible. Um, and, and even I, coming out of high school, like, I was interested in math and science, but coding seemed like, I don't know, you're reading some voodoo cryptic symbols. Yes. You know? Yes, yes, and yes. And, you know... Anyone can pick it up, I think. I think it's easier for people who have a strong background in math and logic. Yeah. But 
I think people who are interested in building things, if they stick with it and they have the right guidance and they have the right structure, you know, for instance, I was fortunate enough to take an introductory programming course at Brown where there were TAs who were very helpful, very supportive, very guiding. And, uh, anyone can pick it, you know, anyone can do it. So, so tell us maybe, you know, growing up, you, you never coded, but do you have an interest? I mean, how, what led to this interest in computer science and building, more than computer science, building apps? Because that's really what you are, you're a builder. So I think, uh, I think in high school I was very interested in math and science. Okay. Um, uh, I loved, you know, calculus and physics, and I liked objectivity. Like, I, I didn't like studying history or writing papers so much, right. writing English papers, because I felt this is very subjective, it's open to interpretation, right. some people like my stuff, some people don't like my stuff, whereas, like, with math, there's a right answer. And that was kind of comforting for some reason. I really liked that. But also, I just liked puzzles. You know, I like, I've always liked solving puzzles. Even as a kid, I would get puzzle books and uh, go to the puzzle shop when we were vacationing on Cape Cod. And what a nerd. Total nerd. It was kids. That's the best way. Yeah, totally. Not the ladies. Yeah. That's what uh, <laughs> Really? The nerd ladies. Yeah. yeah. There we go. So, um, I don't know. When I, when I came to Brown, I just... When I was shopping, I, I read about CS15 because... Yeah. Which is the, computer, the introductory, introductory CS class. Van Damme. So I, I was reading Critical Review and, you know, got good reviews. People said it was interesting. Yeah. People said there were, like, skits and it was funny and entertaining and the TA staff was really great. So I decided to shop it. And then on the first day, I really didn't know what I was getting myself into. The first day, the TA staff puts on this, you know, this, this total, like, they, they take over the classroom for 10 minutes and put on an extravagant skit. And, like, you have the, these computer science majors, like, acting to, yeah. you know, to get people in the classroom. But it worked on me. Right. Um, and so I stuck with it. And... It just, you know, given my interest, it just, where math and physics eventually broke down is becoming too theoretical. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took I took math and physics at Brown, right. thinking I would be a physics major, and I took these classes, and they were fun. It was, you know, solving puzzles on whiteboards, essentially. But eventually, it became so abstract. What did, I can solve these equations, but what do they mean? How yeah. do they relate to my daily life? Yeah. How, how do I explain this to friends and family in a way that they care? Right. You know? And... Maybe some more talented physicists can do it, but but it's I, not where your interests lie. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't aligning with my interests. So where that was becoming too theoretical, computer science was coming in, and I could build software. I could show it to my friends. I could right. look at this game of Tetris I made. Yeah. I built this. Yeah. I wrote this. You know. Exactly. Uh, oh wow, this is a whole creative toolbox where I can uh, imagine things in my head. Yeah. Uh, I can imagine various software applications, right. and then given enough background, I can actually build those things. Right. You know, it's, it's really like giving giving a child a box of crayons exactly. and saying, here's a canvas, go draw something. And <laughs> You really just want to be a kid with crayons again. Totally. Essentially totally. To you. That's, I mean, with the passion that you talk like that you're speaking with, is just, that, that's evident that you obviously love this. Yeah, and it's great. What was, and so like, so that developed into more computer science class. Was it just that class and you knew you were into computer science after that class? That class was addicting. Like, yeah. I, would, I would work on these projects and I wouldn't want to leave my computer. I'd be like, okay, there's this bug that I need to figure out, and I don't want to leave until it's solved. Yeah. Um, oh, why is my Tetris piece like getting stuck in the wall instead of falling down right. when I rotate it? Oh, I want to figure out why that's going on. This um, man doesn't sleep. He, when he gets addicted to his, his process, it's true. I do have a bit I of... I worry about him. And you, see this, you see this coffee and everything. He, he does have an addictive <laughs> It's great as a friend, because he'll, he'll always be able to talk. <laughs> Um, and then, so, so that developed, and... Yeah, and I don't know when I knew, I guess, I just kept taking CS classes and never got sick of them. And, uh, all of a sudden, I mean, sophomore year, I, I sort of accidentally ended up at Apple. I, I, like, gave them my resume 
in the fall at some talk they were at, and yeah. they contacted me many months later, and sure, I'll interview, and, yeah. you know, and then that led to me being at Apple, and then at Apple, I was like, wow, this is really cool, like, yeah. building, building software that actually goes out to thousands of people. And you were affecting them. So yeah. You're affecting all of them. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's pretty... And that's really empowering to feel sure. like, you know, you can create software that lots of people depend on right. to do their job or, or just to enhance their lives. Right. So, and it, now it started out with me kind of like, okay, I'll implement this assignment. I don't, I don't really, I'm not broadening my vision enough to think of all the things I could do with this. I'm just kind of doing what is asked of me in the class. Right. And then I took on an internship and then I was doing what my manager asked of me. And I was, uh, okay, like I'll, sure, I'll work on this project. I'll do the best I can. And then eventually, it's just like a broadening of vision to see, oh, wow, look at all the potential applications, look at all the things I could do with software. And so I've gotten more and more interested in smaller companies, startups, right. where you can have a big impact. You can take on a lot of responsibility, and you can really shape the direction of the product that so many people use. Right, and, and that's why you're going to Dropbox next year, right? Yeah. So you're going to, and what team are you going to be on over there? I believe I will be on their iPhone, okay. their I, iOS, right iPhone. Because you, you obviously have experience in that. Yeah, so I, I, I did like Mac development okay. at Apple, and iOS development is very, very similar. Right, right. And I've been kind of practicing that this year. Yeah, obviously. In, in, in a bit of preparation for, I'll, I'll probably be on that team at Dropbox. And so sort of in preparation for going okay. to Dropbox, I've been learning how to program for the iPhone. That's really cool. And then, so you're going to be there long term. I mean, is this... I mean, it'll be a Dropbox forever, or, I mean, well, it see, sounds like you have such an entrepreneurial mind. I mean, we talk about it a lot, but, I, you know... Sure, yeah. Yes, uh, I mean, entrepreneurship is, is definitely interesting to me because you... There's some gap in the world. Yeah. You identify it, and you and a few other people team up, and you fill the gap. Right, right. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, I'm not at a place right now to do that, and I think that there's a lot to be learned from Dropbox, and I think... Joining the Dropbox team is going to be awesome. Yeah, working with those people and learn so learning so much from them. Yeah, and contributing to a fantastic product that so many people use. Right. So I'm really excited to go to Dropbox, and we'll see. I don't, who knows how long I'll stay? Yeah. Who knows where I'll go next? But there's definitely in the back of my mind this entrepreneurial spirit and this this drive to create something to, to try to enhance the world. Yeah. In some way. And you have you have the work ethic to do it, and then the, the passion is inevitably. Um, that's so exciting. Everyone be on the lookout for this guy. There's going to be some company out there that, that you're going to see Stephen Flutter's name Maybe. attached to. Right? Hopefully. Hey, I'm not calling it now. So, <laughs> um, but thanks. Well, last question. I mean, if you could look back and talk to freshman year Stephen, what would you say? What advice would you give to him? I mean, it's a hard one. It's a hard question. That's a very ask. tough question. And it seems like you've done a lot of the right things because you're pretty happy. It's, Stephen's just always smiling. He's, you know, it's, it's, I sort of subscribe to chaos theory. I think very small changes in initial conditions can cause very different results at, yes. the, at the end. The and so it's hard for me to look back on anything and say, well, I should have done this differently. Yeah. I've definitely made mistakes, and I've definitely learned important lessons from those mistakes. Right. But I don't think I have any regrets, and I don't know that I would necessarily steer myself on a different path, because then I'd, who knows where I'd be. You wouldn't be. And I, yeah, I, I kind of like this path I'm on right now. So. Fantastic. But I don't know. Advice I could give myself, I guess... Eat more chicken. I think, I think freshman year I was a little antisocial. Probably could have branched out a little okay. more. Well, you yeah. had your CS stuff going anyway. Mm -hmm. You were grinding hard. Yeah. Um, but anyways, thanks so much. Yeah, no, thank on, you. Steve. This is great. Me. We really appreciate it. So, and we'll, we'll have the, uh, the link to his apps, his latest, well, not score quotes yet, but for Bill or at the very least on the blog post. So be on the lookout for that and also Sounds be on great. the lookout for, for uh, score quotes. So, thanks. Thanks so much.